In the name of the one who loves us to the end. Please be seated. The liturgies of Holy Week may be one of the reasons why I still believe in God. Despite all of my questions and doubts and grievances, this week always helps me remember. To remember that God is so much more than any doubt or question or grievance I may have. This week helps me remember the basic tenets of our faith, confession, forgiveness, baptism, Eucharist, incarnation, and resurrection. I have built my life on this theology that God gave God's self to us as this ultimate act of love. And the liturgies of Holy Week help me remember why I believe, and they help me to believe. Now, I have never had the privilege of attending a Passover meal, and I honestly know very little about them. And so I will not presume to know what meaning they hold for our Jewish brothers and sisters. Even more, I will not presume to know what they meant for the people of Jerusalem in 33 AD. I can only project my own feelings and thoughts onto how I imagine the experience. I know that if my family or community had a tradition that gave us hope, I would be faithful to that tradition. And if that tradition included a meal and storytelling, even better. I love a good meal, and I love great stories. And so I can easily imagine Jesus gathered around the table with the disciples, telling stories, sharing a meal rich in tradition and history and finding hope for the future. And when I think about Monday Thursday, I think about two things, foot washing and empty tables. They seem like obvious images to me for tonight, and I want to sit with them for a while. When our children were little, they despised wearing shoes. They would run around outside as much as possible without shoes on their feet. And so you can imagine that the bottoms of their feet were grimy. Grimy is a nice word. Smelly. It's pretty truthful. And so it became a common practice in our family to invite our children, one another, to wash our feet before bed. One night, one of our children stood in the bathroom yelling, Someone needs to come and wash my feet because they are so dirty. And for whatever reason, neither my husband or I could get there. Our hands were full, probably with other children. 
It just so happened that our friend Sarah was visiting. She heard the cry. She patiently met this child in the bathroom, washed their feet, and got them ready for bed. This was, I am certain, an act of love. Tonight's Gospel is the only time where Jesus washes feet in any of the Gospels, and it is an act of love. I have preached many a sermon in quite vain attempts to encourage more foot washing. It is a dramatic thing to imagine Jesus Christ, God's own self, kneeling on the floor, washing our feet. It is something altogether different to let someone else wash our feet. And it is, again, something else to wash someone else's feet. Each of these can be incredible vehicles of God's work in our lives, because even when we don't have a foot washing, even if we don't participate, one thing remains. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God with us, is servant before he is anything else. And we, his disciples, are called to follow him, to serve, to love, before anything else. Now we go on to incorporate all else that happens at this meal this evening. Next, in all that we're about to do, Jesus' arrest and trial in our liturgy with the stripping of the altar. And every year, as we carry everything away, I remember the women. Martha, Mary, all of them, the ones who go unnamed, cleaning up after all the men have left. I see them so vividly, carrying away empty dishes, sweeping the floor, washing the table. I can imagine them talking and laughing and picking up the babies and blowing out the candles. And then it is empty, the table and the room. And every year I wonder, what if that was it? What if that was the end of the story? Who would we be if the table and the upper room were left empty? Now perhaps this is a difficult question to ask or to hear, but the good news is that we, we know the rest of the story, and indeed some of us will gather tomorrow and on Saturday and then on Sunday to tell the whole thing, to celebrate the end. And so the good news is that the table does not remain empty. The candles will be relit. We will find a way to hold the tension between tonight's empty table and the feast of Easter. I suppose this is why our liturgy gives us Psalm 116. It is a traditional psalm for the Passover meal, read along with five other psalms. And it's remarkable that this psalm, to me, 
It's remarkable to me that this psalm was sung or read by Jesus and his disciples all those years ago. I'm struck by the way that tradition and ritual has drawn us together across time. Now the psalm, when it's read in its entirety, tells the story of someone who has faced death and lived. And one might imagine that the writer loves God because God saved them. And in fact, the psalmist sings a song of faith. I have kept my faith even when I said I am greatly afflicted, the psalmist sings. It is faith that gives strength in the midst of pain and suffering. It is faith that holds the tension between now and Easter. It is our faith that bears us. When we remember who and whose we are, it is easier to bear this tension to believe that God will redeem us even from death. When we remember who and whose we are, we become enactors of the very love and righteousness that we receive. A pastor friend of mine tells this story about a member of his community whose cerebral palsy confines him to a wheelchair. My friend says, he had a thousand watt smile and a wonderful sense of humor, which is good. Because when we had potluck lunches once a month, someone had to volunteer to feed him. And often those people had better intentions than results. I would watch out of the corner of my eye as they eased a spoonful of food into his mouth and then dabbed at his face with a napkin, tentatively. They had never done this before, but they are trying. And he is grinning. Here is an act of love akin to foot washing that ensures that our table will never be empty. This act of mercy bears witness to God's love among us. We are more than witnesses. We keep the faith, loving one another as God loves us. Tonight, as we share this table, may we remember all that God has done for us. May our faith be renewed and strengthened, confident in God's mercy and righteousness. May we be encouraged to love as Christ loves all the way to the end.